Welcome to Walking in Faith with Pastor Rob Currington. This podcast is dedicated to helping develop lifelong seekers of the kingdom of God. Each week, Pastor Rob helps bring God's message for living to those seeking a richer and more Christ-filled life. Now let's join Pastor Rob as he shares this week's message. Well, good morning. Go ahead and take your Bibles, if you would, and turn to Ephesians chapter 1, our call to worship this morning, 3 through 7. There, Paul writes to the church of Ephesus by saying, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before Him. In love, He predestined us for adoptions as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of His will, to the praise of His glorious grace, which He has blessed us in the Beloved, in Him, We have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of His grace. And Father, I pray that Your love will make us sing. Lord, speak to our hearts in a deep and mighty way this morning. Uh, Just expose Your love for us in our hearts, Lord, that we may see it really afresh and anew. As You say, let not forget our first love. And Father, thank You for loving us. May we just praise You and worship You in a mighty way this morning. Join with us, we invite you with all of our heart. We come before you this morning to sing your praises and to set our hearts on your goodness and faithfulness. May you always be the center of our focus and our worship. You are a powerful God, worthy of much honor, and may our lives reflect the holiness of your character. You are a glorious Father who has shown compassion and kindness Towards your children. We confess, though, that this has not always been the case in our hearts. For our hearts still lean towards selfishness and our minds towards corrupt thoughts, and our flesh seeks out forbidden pleasures. Like disobedient, rebellious teenagers, we struggle with your commandments, rationalizing our sins and pointing the blame elsewhere. Yet even in the midst of our sin, you reach out to forgive and to strengthen us with the tenderness of a mother. We thank you for choosing us to be your children. Thank you for your life-saving discipline. Let us not forsake or become bitter. We thank you for your patience towards us. We join here this morning as we come before you to ask for repentance and forgiveness. Strengthen us for the battle between spirit and flesh. Give us a deeper appreciation for the sacrifice of Jesus on our behalf. Empower us to be mission-minded and send your spirit to enlighten us with the wonderful words of life found in Scripture. We pray this in the name of your Son, Jesus, who is obedient to death and rose that we may walk in the way that he walks, the name above every name. And all of God's people said, Amen. Take your Bibles, if you would, and turn to Galatians chapter 3 as we talk about adopted by faith. 
The Judaizers, remember as we see, insist that Christian Gentiles must observe the law to be part of the family of God. But as we read last week, Paul counters that the Holy Spirit is the sign that one belongs to God's family. As he writes in his letter to the Romans, where he says, You, however, speaking of the Roman Christians, are not in the flesh but in the Spirit, if in fact the Spirit of God dwells in you. And anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. Today, Paul continues by using the patriarch and father of the Jews, Abraham, to defend the gospel that salvation is given by grace through faith. So if you bring your attention to Galatians chapter 3, we're going to read verse 5 because it's part of the verse that we go on in verse 6, but 6 through 9 is our focus. But let's go back to verse 5 that we finished with last week. For he writes, Does he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you do so by works of the law or by hearing your faith, just as Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness? Know then that it is those who are of faith who are the sons of Abraham. And the Scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, Preach the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, In you shall all the nations be blessed. So then, those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. Father, we ask for your wisdom now as we share your word. Let me uh, speak words that are edifying, building up. Help us to focus on this argument that Paul is making to counter the Judaizers and their insistence to work in the flesh. Father, we understand here that salvation is by grace through faith. And Father, I don't know of any here that might be challenged by that. There may be some who do not fully understand it, and there may be some who are still struggling with that very fact. In any ways, Father, bring your spirit and let us glorify you as we seek to understand your truth and apply it in our lives. The debate is going on between the Judaizers and Paul through the Church of Galatia. The debate centers around the questions of who are God's children? Are Gentile believers members of God's family? Are they included into the covenant and the blessings? Do they receive the blessings of Abraham? In that debate, the Judaizers argue, no, only those that have been circumcised are members of God's family, and receive the blessings of Abraham. And they use Genesis 17, 10 through 14 as their proof text. If you read it, you say, well, yeah, this is what we studied this past summer. I don't know if you remember this section, but look at what it says. God the Father, speaking to Abraham, says, this is my covenant which you shall keep between me and you and your offspring. After you, every male among you shall be what? Circumcised. You shall be circumcised in the flesh of your foreskin, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and you. As he continues on, he says, He who is eight days old among you shall be circumcised, every male throughout your generations, whether born in your house or bought with your money from any foreigner who is not of your offspring. He goes on in verse 13, when he says, Both he who is born in your house and he who is bought with your money shall surely be circumcised. He makes it very clear. So shall my covenant shall be in your flesh, 
an everlasting covenant. As we go on, verse 14, any uncircumcised male who is not circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin shall be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. So if, if I was a Judaizer, if I was a Jew reading this, I would understand for centuries, circumcision and observing the law has always been the sign of one who is a child of God. And so I would say, well, yay, the Judaizers, point one for them. However, Paul says something totally different. Paul contends that those who have the Spirit are children of God and also receive the blessing of Abraham. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to it very quickly, Romans 8, 16-17, for he says there, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Remember, we spoke a little bit of that last week. The purpose of the Spirit is that it guarantees, it shows us that we are children of God. We read this early as Randy read it, and if children, then we're heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. So, Paul is saying something totally different, something totally new. And you can almost imagine the Jews are rising up and saying, wait a second, what are you doing? You're taking our specialness, you're taking our law and our commandment, and you're adapting it for your own purposes. Paul, you are wrong. Hence why the Judaizers are moving their way through the Asia Minor and through all the other churches that Paul has started, and causing this type of trouble. They truly believe that Paul has it wrong. But yet, as passionate as they are towards that, Paul shows that they are wrong. And we're going to see. So how can this be? How can it be not of circumcision, but of the Spirit? Well, this is where Paul brings in the patriarch, Abraham. Abraham is their father, their patriarch, Everything focuses on Abraham. It was to Abraham the covenant was given. It was to Abraham the blessing was given. So Paul is going to take their proof text and their hero of the faith, which is his also, but he's going to take them and show them how this can be. And I want to share with you three ways that Paul's contention is correct. The first way that we see it is that Abraham was justified by faith and not by what? not by works, not by circumcision. Look what he says here. Just as Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness, know then that is those who are of faith who are the sons of Abraham. What he's doing here is something remarkable. For all of a sudden, Paul is doing something very difficult and different here. In Genesis chapter 15, 1 through 5, we see where God blesses Abraham. This is after the covenant. And in this, this is what it says in Genesis chapter 15. It says, after these things, you're saying, what are these things? This was the covenant that God had made with Abraham. It says, after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. And in that vision, God said, fear not, Abram, I am your shield, and your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless. You may remember that God had said you're going to be a father of many nations. But here's Abraham looking and he has no child. He goes on to say, The heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. 
And Abraham said, Behold, you have given me no offspring, and a member of my household will be my heir. Behold, the word of the Lord came to him and said, This man shall not be your heir. Your very own son shall be your heir. We hope you have enjoyed this week's Walking in Faith podcast. We encourage you to share this podcast with others in order to help spread God's message to all those in need. If you have any questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. Email us at walkinginfaith@orangevilla.org. You can help us spread this podcast by writing a review at iTunes. And don't forget to visit us online at orangevilla.org. There you will find more information about our ministry, as well as share your thoughts, submit prayer requests, and find out how you can help others to grow in God's love. Until next week, may God bless you in everything you do.